Hey, Hada, there has been so much happening with Melee. Who better than to continue to rely on you to help me stay caught up for me to try to do the same thing, although I know you always got the one-up on me. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just uh, starting a good work week off, uh, hanging out. Uh, my girlfriend made me like a homemade like cookie skillet thing with like caramel peanut butter crumbled pretzel topping and I, i'm about to devour that in a hot second so it's gonna be great <laughs> but um yeah melee's been crazy we had summit developments we had some leak info from ninja at the poker table we've had um combo videos come out we've had birthdays we've had a lot of stuff and uh first and foremost you know i'd love to say a happy belated birthday to my good friend ginger aka avery uh super big homie from the midwest so shout outs to luminosities own uh ginger celebrating their birthday on the 30th so super cool um happy birthday avery um and then moving into a little more serious and to more direct news is um something i really want to talk about is i really love our modding scene and i think things like the acania build with uh the volleyball opening up a lot of doors to how we can accentuate our love for melee to a more creative atmosphere is now we have basketball melee mm -hmm. so Super cool modded game mode where you really can't kill off the sides or off the top. You can definitely kill off the bottom on the left and right side. And there's cannons that'll blast you into the abyss. And I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff that comes out as a result. See, the melee players are just finding out about this, but Smash 64 has had this. They call it Smash Get Ball. If you ever play Smash 64 Remix, then you have already experienced this. What's fun about that, though, is that in both versions of this in the melee one that just got released as well as the one in 64 remix it's in completely enclosed except for the bottom so yes you can kill off the bottom there are cannons that you can get trapped in and be killed along the bottom as well but otherwise for melee it's tech city like you can have oh, some yeah. really interesting things happen if you if you play the game enough i'm sure you get you start to anticipate i mean there are people who make a living, you know, Mango X Wednesdays, every time they went to Hyrule Temple, I would always be flabbergasted how long Mango and Axe could live in the Cave of Life with teching. So oh, I think yeah. this will hopefully produce some fun footage in the <laughs> semi-near future of people just getting some ridiculous techs off the ceilings and the walls. And I mm -hmm. love the concept of a slightly varied version. I can I, I, volleyball is definitely different than the. This is still you're trying to kill your opponent. Volleyball is definitely right. focused on hey, you're hitting a ball back and forth in the enclosed environment. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, it's really cool to see stuff like that because there's also a build that is trying to take the PMEX engine that P Plus is built off of and trying to make an aesthetic, an aesthetic melee version of Project Plus while implementing all the characters that are in P+, P Plus, trying to make it as Melee-like as possible. I see so many Melee mods that are just trying to stay Melee, adding on to different things. Obviously, Team Akania comes to mind. But this is the first time I've seen someone with a P Plus build, or you know, a, a varied version of the P Plus build, saying, we're going to make it like Melee. So you could go back and forth. It's really, really cool. And I feel bad because off the top of my head, I do not remember the person who... <laughs> I retweeted it. I feel bad. But if you go on to David V. Kimball's uh, Twitter, David V. Kimball's Twitter, you can see the trailer because he retweeted it and I retweeted mm -hmm. that tweet. So I am was, so sorry to the person who was... made the build. <laughs> well, the person who tweeted the original trailer is uh, <laughs> what a great Twitter Twitter ad. It's um, Ikea with Dilfs, um, a.k.a. Tizzo. 
Um, yeah, it's called the the Smashketball mod for Melee. Um, it's it's I think it's through the Acania build. Um, uh, but regardless, it's definitely a really cool thing. And um, uh, I've already discussed. You know, um, I know that uh, Kreestab, um, aka the owner and uh, CEO of of um Conduit Gaming, mm-hmm. and myself have already talked about separate occasions about making cool little side events for this. Is uh, I currently have something in the works with uh, the Colorado scene where. I am developing a pro-am double circuit. So uh, would that be either just one big tournament, but there will be it's draft style, reverse draft, where um, you know players like Mango Slayer, Fizzwiggle will be picking last, and our lower-seeded PR players will be picking first, and they will be picking a um, Arcadian-level double teammate. And then you know the winner will go to the spoils, and we're already talking about a smash kickball side event for that tournament as well. So. Should be a really fun thing. It's on the developments for the summer. And uh, so, guys, keep your eyes tuned. If you like doubles, if you like teams, Colorado for sure does. So definitely check that out. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see some cool teams gameplay and kind of more on the line of, you know, tournament developments is something that I saw um, at the at Low Tide City. Not only did it have a wacky, insane t- uh, top eight with uh, Pips Week coming out, but in a pretty dominant fashion over the likes of Mech, Mech pulling an upset over Axe to claim second. But we've been seeing a a pretty huge development in the conversation of timeouts and stalling, and um, our good friend Etost, um, who the the proprietor of the, the JMook fan club, um, <laughs> he developed and made all the JMook fan club shirts at Genesis. Um, tweeted out he was watching Absent Minded versus Pops, which is an Ices versus a Jigglypuff match, in which on Yoshi's story. Um, ended in a tie at 23% with four stocks each remaining. So they did a total of 46% in eight minutes on Yoshi's story. Yoshi's. So, on Yoshi's, which means they both were actively trying not to fight each other. Like, it, it's hard not to, like, have at least some accidental interactions on Yoshi's story, regardless of what character you play. They were both playing in order to not play the game. And I'm definitely of the opinion that we play the game to play the game. So mm-hmm. whether or not this should result in in rule set changes or um, proprietary bans or you know DQing both players from the tournament, like it's just not. It's not good for the experience, uh, viewership experience. It's not good for the players. It's not good for the people who they're holding up bracket for. Yes. And it's not good for the TOs who like have to then be forced to make a decision after the fact because people's tournament lives are at stake. People's so, tournament runs are at stake. And it's just not fair. I was when I had Salt on for an interview, I looked up Salt's results leading up to our interview and I said, Who's this Pops player you lost to at a random <laughs> local? And he said, No, 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 you don't understand. Salt was, <laughs> Salt was telling me that, you know, at this at this local he decides to go the the puff ditto to try to legitimately out camp pops, but can't do it. And then it's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to, or actually, you know what? I might be getting players confused. It might be Haunter who would have been, or one of the other players in bracket. You know what? Before I tangent too hard without completely remembering correctly, the point is, is that I know that pops is one of the more local players in Texas is of the same elk of players like, players of the past i think it was 
Michael versus another Ices player for that famous Michael fantasy. versus uh, Boyd. We've had yes. uh, Fohebro versus Chango. We've had Chudat versus Hungrybox. I mean, the list goes on and on. And Melee Stacks actually have has a really great video about this topic specifically. I, I believe it's the it's the Bananas versus Michael storyline and their uh, yes. rivalry. In which case, it's not much of a rivalry when I don't believe Bananas has ever taken a game off of Michael. Oh, but it's, it's a huge, you know, slap in the face to what does interactive gameplay really mean and what do what do we value when it comes to playing to win versus, you know, abusing, you know, character limitations and for your own benefit. And, you know, I'm from the Midwest. I'm also originally from Texas. So, I mean, I have blood and I have skin in the game for Michael versus Bananas. But I will say, it feels good to be a fan of Michael when they're ruthlessly camping um, ice climbers with a smile on their face and just knowing that, like, you, they know, like, you can't do anything. But then, as an Ohio player, then seeing my good friend Boyd beat Michael in a best of five, game five, and the set lasted, like, 45 minutes. It's just the most marvelous thing to ever see, and it's, you know absolutely unheard of that an ice climber Spurs would ever beat a player like michael because not only is michael so phenomenal at the game he's also just so good at that defensive campy play style and so it's definitely you know seeing a snowball in july in south beach florida level of crazy you know what i mean so if you guys really want to see a development and a lot of great takes and a lot of great analytical conversation about the peach icing matchup please go watch the the mini doc um that i believe ambi sinister made uh with the melee stats team so super amazing video if you think about it these are players that we're thinking about in particular who have a certain style where if they come across another floaty matchup that they don't like playing or decide camping's the move timeout is the move i say you you kind of go at the player as compared to saying Rule set change, rule set change. I think that there's a decent amount of old heads in the Melee community still, people who've been around since before before the Slippy era, at the very least. If not, a lot of players that are still active even around the time of being a Doc Kid or before, becoming, or before the Doc became a thing. So there are people who say, leave the game alone as much as possible. But then there are other people who are saying, why can't we just... <laughs> we have the technology... Uh, I, I saw the fizzy tweet where he said, because of Slippy, we can literally see who is closest to center stage. Maybe the person holding center stage the most gets to win. And that, by default, encourages a certain <laughs> amount of engaging because if you are not close to center stage, which your opponent is, you have to approach. Literal, literal king of the hill on top of what Melee already is, sort of a <laughs> king of the hill game anyway. But I think that if you were to target the player as compared to targeting the rules... That would be your fast and easy fix, but then you have to be a TO who's operating in the subjective zone of the rules because I'm sure most of the standard rules that Melee tournaments use say TOs have discretion to be able to say, you're legitimately trying to <laughs> not play the game. We're going to DQ you, but uh, the first TO to do that is going to get lit up on Twitter, and then all these people oh, yeah. are going to come out of nowhere saying, oh, TOs just hate players and TOs suck. It's going to just, nobody wants to be that TO. So I understand why it hasn't really been the case before where somebody said, okay, you both just got to get DQ'd. We can't be going on Yoshi's story and getting 23% damage each to ties. We just cannot do this. This is ridiculous. 
I mean, uh, not to spoil anything major from the documentary, but there is there was a case that don't park on the grass between Michael and Bananas where they both literally did not put an input in on their controller. They just <laughs> went zero zero, didn't touch the GameCube controller, and as a show of defiance, ended the game zero zero for Stock's piece. In which case, um, Michael knew, or I'm sorry, Bananas knew this and knew that if Michael didn't interact to that level. And if it went down to 0%, 0% for all three games for ties, they actually, the rule set defines that you both get DQ'd. Like, that's how it goes. It's defined as, like, tournament stalling or tournament or neglect to play or something like that. And so um, in a case like that where you go to extra time, you, they, they no, it's if they go 0, zero four stocks apiece and they just don't play, and it goes to extra time where you go to the one stock, um zero percent and have that one stock match and you don't play that you both get dq'd mm -hmm. so during the tiebreaker the one stock game and then you still don't play you both get dq'd if you were to tie in that situation so in order to combat that bananas forced michael into the one stock situation and then forced him to approach him because otherwise he would have lost as well so there is a rule set in place for that. It's just for very, very extreme cases. Unfortunately, I, I think uh, for the benefit of the Melee community, we've only seen that situation once, and it was at the behest of Bananas to exploit the system in his change for, for in his favor for a change. Bananas but, was the uh, protagonist of that story. <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I can't bananas definitely Okay. Is. In this very same tournament, we're talking about Low Tide City. Mm -hmm. Palpa has to play against SDJ on the loser side of top eight. Mm -hmm. And what does Palpa do? Instead of doing the puff ditto, which was going to happen, Palpa is a puff, SDJ is a puff, Palpa mm -hmm. actually decided to go with Fox, the Fox secondary, and actually won that set. What is if... It is. You know, what if we just say, look, we know the data. We know what you're going to do. You can't play your maid. <laughs> Oh, I would love that. Just to like watch everybody, all the floaties start to squirm. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to make me play my not main? Oh no. I don't have Let a secondary. No, I'm kidding. Everybody who my... plays melee long <laughs> enough has a secondary. Come on, we all got pocket yeah. characters. But I was just saying, I, two different examples. One, where it's a little trashy, it's so scummy. I don't like mm -hmm. 45 minute sets most of the time, especially when it's not in top eight. Because I could, I can handle lot in Hungrybox. I can handle that, but I, I don't know if I could handle hearing about this and holds up the schedule this, that, and the third. Or you could be like Palpa. So to the melee community, be more like Palpa. Like Shout out to Palpa. Be like Palpa. <laughs> I love that. And uh, dude, uh, speaking of amazing performances, you know, people picking up secondaries, winning sets. I want to give a micro shout out to Nut at the SoCal Arcadian. Um, and on um someone recorded it on his round one opponent, JV fives his round one to you know make his way through into to start his tournament in the winners bracket. I don't know. I don't think I think he got top eight. I believe it was God the melee stats tweet came out. I can find it. 
But um, I know Cliche got third, but shout out to not forgetting a JV5. Steech won the SoCal Melee Arcade. Steech, it was Steech, you're correct. Who, by the way, SF, shout out to SF. SF remembered about the fact that a while ago, sometime in 2021, was tweeting the disparity of West Coast pools, East Coast pools. Is it really fair for Zane to play against Ryobi to make winner's side top 64 <laughs> versus Vago, who has to go against Steech? IDK, who that is, by the way, no offense. And Steve just retweets that and says, offense taken. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. That is so epic. But yeah, I do remember that tweet. And yeah, the East Coast pools are always insane. Um, no offense to them, but IDK, who that is me a year ago. Yep, there it is. Uh, CPU Zero. And the same tweet, CPU Zero winning Revival, beating Blue's Clues to his uh, formerly Texas's best peach. Um, and Nick, and then of course Pips Week, of course winning the Tide City as we discussed earlier. Over and we should give a shout out to Melee Stats because they are going to be doing some kind of a merch drop soon. The people in the Melee Stats Discord wanted to know Pips Week was wearing some nice Melee Stats merch, mm -hmm. somehow not available to the public. So keep an eye on that. Follow Melee Stats. You already get really cool stuff like what happened last night at Melee, who won all these big events, but also for video drops and merch drops and podcast drops. I mean, I don't want I don't want to get anybody confused here. I love waiting for game and other melee podcasts that are out there in the world. So I listen I listen to waiting for game. Those are, those are fun too. It's really Let's cool. Go. It's really cool that Pip Squeak gets this opportunity, and did not necessarily. I don't want to say Pip Squeak fumbled the bag at events like Pound, or anything like that. But mm -hmm. this is this is so validating when you uh, <laughs> a collective of grassroots people who are trying to build something a little bit here saying, you know what, let's sponsor a player. And then Pips Week does not do super great at Pound. You go, uh-oh. But then to turn it around all nice and quick and, and to LTC. win very dominantly to the point of only dropping one game, perhaps the whole tournament, if I recall correctly, if I saw correctly from Pips Week, who also then tweeted, I go back and watch my sets and the VOD and I see all these cheater posts in Twitch chat and it's just really, really discouraging yeah. Because there's been a little bit of discourse recently. I think ever since the Bobby Big Balls clip where he's <laughs> the zip zip. Cheater! Zip zip! Uh, there's zip, been a zip. little bit of the... And, and you know what? To give credit, Fives, who is another uh, player somewhere in the realm of Texas, went to Low Tide City. Fives is a box player who told me a while ago, even before the Bobby Big Balls clip, people just say I'm cheating because I play with, you know, I play with the box style controller. I think... I think there's just a little bit of disparity between what the GameCube controller does right now, which is crap out on you like it did with Axe during Top 8 at Low Tide City, and that is so sad that that happened. He has a backup controller, but you know this better than I do. When you switch oh, yeah. from a primary controller that has analog inputs to a backup yeah. controller, and it's very different, and you saw Axe SD'd a couple of times during Top 8 after he switched to his backup. Just like of little things where you would say, Backup controller. That's that's what that is, and it's so unfortunate. Yep. We had sad acts as well this past weekend. Going, I don't, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep trying, but I don't know if I'll ever get back there. And I'm going, no, axe, it's okay. You, 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 you just have, we're on a backup controller. It's okay. Please don't, please don't yeah. be sad. Um, but the whole thing of that is that, of course, a bunch of buttons could crap out, like at Riptide. Swift's controller against Logan was so bad that that was not close. Logan, while being all excited about the fact that they beat Swift beating a Pikachu, a Marth beating a Pikachu, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. But Swift's like 
the one of the at least one or two buttons were just straight up not working on that on that yeah. box he was using that particular day. That can happen. Mm -hmm. But more often, what you hear about is the controller stuff for GCC for the GameCube mm -hmm. controller. What do you think about that whole imbalance yeah. as of now? I mean, there's also I mean, been discourse around that as well. I mean, as someone who has literally done done it both ways. Uh, I was, you know, I can, I have my controller right here. Yeah, let's I have, go. I, I rocked the, I have an emerald blue. You know, I, I have an awesome OEM. This is a generation two solid controller. Now, I also have a box, but funnily enough at the Colorado Arcadian, I don't know how it happened. I don't know if it broke or no. the back panel is loose, but, or someone pulled oh, no. the most excellent prank of stealing the screws to my box what <laughs> so i just don't have the screws to hold it together so it's literally just like the panel is loose and oh, it's just by itself no so i have a buddy of mine who actually is um shout out to um tricolor with uh, trailhead controllers um so he does um or trailhead keyboards i i you know, i'll find it basically he does box and frame one style and keyboard repair He's a incredibly talented guy, and he um, ordered me some new screws, and he's gonna fix up my box, which is nice. Very and cool, but cool. I will say, like when a box, when a button goes out, like there's if you can, can take apart um like the actual arcade style button, there's like these little sensors. So when you push it down, it actually senses that the input's there. And sometimes those sensors wear down, or sometimes they stop connecting, or sometimes the wiring gets loose and the connector gets loose, and it'll slide off or whatever if you're jumbling it around. If your button goes out, you just straight up can't get that input. So for me, there was a while where like, <laughs> funnily enough as a Peach player, my C stick down stopped working. <laughs> so as a Peach main, I can no longer ASDI down or down smash or down air or mm. do any sort of things like that. I'd have to do A plus, you know, control stick down. And, you know, we don't do that. That's We, we want to C stick down and flick down like a monkey. But um, <laughs> yes, of course, the Peach Mains box controller is the the first person, the first button to break is C stick down. Of course, of course, of course. But anyway, <laughs> so I had to get a new button. I had to get it replaced. So I had to go out, like go on Amazon and buy a new arcade style button and, you know, pl again, plug out, you know, slap in the new button and it was good to go. The thing is, if you don't have like extra buttons at a tournament, you don't have someone who can or has them on hand or have the most the the mental wherewithal on how to fix your problem. That can be a huge situation, whereas, you know, a GameCube controller is a GameCube controller. Of course, there has never been a GameCube controller that ever operates the same as another one. And that's another huge problem in and of itself. But if I were in a situation, I would rather have my OEM controller, my GameCube controller or analog cell break and be warmed up on that style of controller and then ask someone to borrow another solid controller rather than, you know, have my box break and then you know how to either ask someone to borrow their fancy box or try to fix it myself. I think it's it's a different sequence of issues, but more than anything it's um in either case it's not fun to be on the receiving end of like in your mid set with your tournament life on the line and you know a button breaks or you know something in your controller stops working or you're working on a second secondary controller or it's it's definitely not fun <laughs> either way. So, let's see. Aside from all the controller discourse that we've been having recently, we, we missed out on last week's discourse about how much to have uh, in terms of prize pool for players and this, that, and the third. But to anybody who didn't somehow watch Aiden's video on it, you should just yep. go watch Aiden. Shout out to the Yard Podcast. 
Aiden Gaiman, uh, Aiden Calvin, who, however you want to say, Aiden made a really great video talking about all the points where the most important thing to take away from that, just real quick to visit it is if the prize pool somehow was increased in such a way that everyone who entered pound paid more to play and then Hungerbox walks away with 1600 instead of 800 to him, not really much of a difference. He could still make the yeah. same tweet complaining i only got 1600 for second place finish and we would still be talking about it like this so mm -hmm. it it doesn't require necessarily the community throwing in more money on a consistent basis but it's about how to sell tournaments and the viewership Corporate, that it draws bonuses to, yeah. to advertisers yeah sponsorships yeah. sponsors yep that's where the real money comes into the top end and you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I would pay an extra 10, 15 bucks to, to enter the tournament. I'm already paying X amount of money. I mean, yeah, the grand scheme of things, that's great. But again, to Aiden's point and to your point specifically, it's like when you're at that top eight level, especially at a super major-esque event, an extra 800 bucks doesn't make that much of a difference. What does make a difference is securing that extra $1,000 pop bonus, that extra $2,000 pop bonus from Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut, red bull monster whoever and that's also draws in viewers that draws brand recognition that draws investment beyond the case of just monetary value and that helps build relationships to foster seem to keep growing and that's what the we need the longevity of course we have that longevity already but you know keeping that corporate longevity and the ability to sustain ourselves and to continue running events and continue having that community interaction is more important than anything else uh, you know what? I was also just thinking there are probably players who are not Hungerbox who would appreciate having a slightly <laughs> bigger cash prize for finishing in a certain round. But again, it doesn't help if you are an up and coming player and you can only manage 25th at an event like Pound. You're not making any money. Fiction, <laughs> Fiction for finishing 7th or whatever it was at Pound got maybe $100, which does maybe. not cover. Does not get close to covering cover the, the cost. It doesn't cover the. Doesn't cover flight. That doesn't cover hotel. Like one, like getting seventh at <laughs> a major doesn't even cover your hotel, bro. <laughs> so for people who finish twenty fifth, you could just forget it. I mean, it, the <clears throat> yes, sponsorship money. Get those people who mm -hmm. got who say, "Oh, I have stupid amounts of money to spend." I mean, when Elon Musk bought Twitter the other week, I was thinking forty five billion dollars. That's like if you had forty six billion, just take the one extra billion out. Give it to the Smash community. As, you know, as we could. <laughs> Do you really, know how much a billion is? <laughs> it's uh, uh, one billion seconds. Did you know it takes so many more years than one million seconds versus a billion? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Uh, my favorite. I saw this awesome YouTube video that was like, <laughs> like they had like piles of sand and X and like one grain of sand was like a hundred dollars. And so you get to a million, it's like, that's a pretty big pile of sand. Yes. And then you get to a billion and it's like an actual just bucket. And you're just like, <laughs> a billion is so much, like it's so much. So it's like the fact that Elon Musk can deal in the realms of billions of dollars and he's actually worth trillions of dollars astounds me. And I don't know how that's allowed, but you know, Elon's going to do what Elon does and if one day he sees, you know, no Elzenard or had to gamble featuring PGH Carol and gets inspired to mail and gets inspired by the melee community, 
I would love that. Someone, I mean, that's what we need to do. We need to start spam adding Elon Musk with PGH Carol combo videos. Either and then hope he watches it once the cat. and then he's excited. Like, mm-hmm. And Squid the Cat, of course. Shout PGH Carol and Squid the Cat. I mean, if they ever collab on a combo video, I don't know that most of us would actually be able to take it. I'm would well, legitimately um, be concerned about like my eyes seeing mm-hmm. anything afterwards. <laughs> I would just go, not the same. <laughs> I know they, um, so... There's a secret Discord called the Creative Melee Discord, which even myself, with a very popular comedy, which just broke 5K views, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, let's go! Hey, <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> um, it is, it's actually comparable to a lot of Nico's comedy videos, Royal Beats. So, big ups to that. You know, Nico's the man, actually. So, I mean, pat myself on the back with that one. That but anyway, I'm not invited to that. So, it, it is that <laughs> level of exclusive. And when... Ludwig had a combo video contest, and EGH Carol, who's the officiator of the Creative Melee Discord, had the Discord submit clips as a team, like a team Taj. Mm. And it's called Lud Pay My Rent, and it's actually phenomenal. <laughs> it's a very, very good video, and it flew under the radar pretty heavily. It's um to the tune of um Hands Clap by God, what song is I can make your hands clap. But I do remember seeing that and I thought, oh, this is so cool, but I was not deep enough in the sauce to truly appreciate it, I would have to say. Mm -hmm. Or either that, I was really distracted with the big tournament that was going on at the time. I don't think it was LACS 4. might have been LACS 3 at the end of 2021. I think so. Okay, well, we're running out of time, so let's make sure to tell the people where to find us. So (laughs) basically... You can find me at Cypher003 on Twitter, but also if you want updates specifically related to the podcast at BSM pod, and that's how you can find YouTube. That's how you can find Patreon. That's how you can find pretty much everything that I'm on for BSM pod. Just put, look that up on whatever, and you'll find us just about everywhere for podcast platforms for YouTube and the such. Also Spotify. Mm-hmm. Now you can watch the podcast episodes on Spotify. You don't have to use it anymore that. if you don't want to. Yeah, I did notice that. I was, um, I was, what was I doing this past weekend? I was like out and about and I was like listening to the uh, episode you did with uh, Justin, Dark Gen X, and at live at Pound, which is, which was so cool. Thank there was you. a little bit of ambient noise, but I really, really thought that was amazing. And a lot of great content. So, guys, please go check out that episode of the pod. And um, I was changing apps or something, and I'm like, is the video there? That's kind of cool. So, yeah, wow. the video is officially on Spotify. So, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I didn't want to get too far away from making sure that we promote your stuff. But seriously, uh, for that episode, I was thinking, do I want gamer noise or do I want tractor noise for <laughs> interviewing Justin? And I decided, you know what, tractors, I just, you know, I feel like this is going to work out better. Plus, we were able to have our masks off. I would have insisted on masks on. He would have felt the same way, uh, mm-hmm. you know, being inside the venue since masks on was the rule. So I thought, you know, I just... I, I don't have professional equipment. I don't I don't care. I just so many tractors, dude. All right. Mark, yeah. where can the people find you, Hada? Yeah, hey, I'm at Hey Hada on just about everything. So that's uh that's the YouTube, that's the Twitch and uh, or that's the the Twitter and the Twitch. Um I think on YouTube it's just Hada, I'm pretty oh. sure. So if you if you want to go check out my YouTube content, I don't upload all that often. I want to start doing more um plans for my youtube i want to start doing more volleyball content so shout out to battery by the way so i start following and in their footsteps again check out the episode of the pod we have a future professional volleyball player in the melee community who's an amazing editor 
But um, yeah, I might start doing more volleyball content. I might be doing a little more combo videos, some more interactive stuff with other creators. But um, yeah, I'm that's that's basically it, guys. Go watch um, Delay 2020, um, a Melee Peach combo video. It has 5K views now, so that's pretty cool. Um, yes, great editing. Also, your way very soon. Brought to you by the state of Colorado <laughs> and Hey Hada. You can catch some doubles pro am stuff in the yeah. near future. So keep an eye out really for sweet. that. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much, Hada. All right, bye guys. Have a good one.